Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further. You're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell. Here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. We're talking with Matthew LaMadrid from Suncatcher Solar about what's new in solar for 2023, and Brian Carmichael from RVMP, everything you ever wanted to know about RV off-the-grid and outdoor products to enhance that sustainable lifestyle. All that and more on this week of Boxcar Universe, your home for container sustainable lifestyle living. Hi, I'm Steve Dubell of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host Mel Alva, and we make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and always on boxcaruniverse.com. And Mel, how are you doing today? Hi, Steve. I am doing okay. Somewhat under the weather. I think uh, everyone's getting kind of a bug that's going around. So uh, I am Zoom calling today. So I appreciate uh, everyone's patience. All right. Zoom. We're Zooming. <laughs> we're Zooming. We're Zooming. All right. We, we want to get a little bit into, before we get into uh, uh, discussing some stuff with our guests, we want to do our Mel and Steve on the street. And uh, we actually did uh, that out of the Valley of the Sun last week when we were up in Vegas at, uh, my God, it's pick your show. <laughs> right. There were so there many was... up there. Oh, my God. So many from uh, the design, you know, furniture convention to the builder show, uh, surfaces, uh, the hardware show. It seemed like they had, I mean, Steve, there had to have been like 12 shows going on at the same time. It was absolutely insane. I, I know. It's crazy that they decide to put it all in one, in one place in one week. I mean, I mean, think about it. Well, here in the Valley of the Sun, we've got a lot going on this week with the uh, Phoenix Open and, as they say, uh, the big game over on Sunday, uh, super, as we call it, Super Sunday. and uh, but, I, I've also heard it was called the Wasted Management. The Wasted <laughs> Management. Oh, that's only if you go to the bird's nest. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So. I like that, the Wasted Management. Oh, my God. But anyway, you know, but yeah, so tell us a little, tell our listeners a little bit about it. I mean, you experienced a, a, a lot of uh, things I did as well. And we had to actually um, split up because it was just too many to go see. And uh, you started on Sunday. I did. So, you know, that's kind of the norm for my business anyway. Um, you know, twice a year, uh, Vegas uh, hosts... Um, the, uh, it's an international design furniture convention. And so companies from all over the world, they'll come and they'll showcase their products. And a lot of these manufacturers have um, their suites there that they only get to use two times a year, um, but they obviously have to have a full year lease. 
uh, to keep their their spot there. Um, so Vegas is obviously a lot closer for us here in Arizona, but um, High Point, North Carolina is the probably still the largest um, in the United States uh, for the design furniture markets. But I did start on Sunday, actually got up there on Saturday, and um, it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of walking. It's a lot of sourcing for products and materials um, for clients and for future projects. Um, and so, you know, it it was it's it's just a lot of fun and um, again a lot of walking. But uh, from there, we went to the builders' uh, show. That actually didn't start until Tuesday, but Monday we had uh, the opportunity to go and tour the new American home that they were showcasing. And that was a hoot. That was really good. I mean, this home actually, when I tell people that this home actually makes more energy than it uses, they just give me this strange look, but it, that, and we're going to have some people on that were there. They were intricately involved with the building of that program okay. uh, of that, uh, of that home in coming weeks here on the show. But uh, it was, it was just amazing that, especially as the sun went down, not to see all these things that uh, they put in the home, but as well as the view is just simply phenomenal overlooking. Uh, I actually hold must, must've been all downtown Las Vegas. It was amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely stunning. And I'm just, you know, I'm really happy that we got to uh, experience that and, Boy, did we get to meet some interesting people on that bus ride over there. Yes, we did. Yes, people that you would nor- ordinarily never think that you'd run into in, in Las Vegas, but but we did. But it was it was all good, and uh, it was uh, it was meant to be, I guess. But it that's was. good. But that's good. So we're gonna we're gonna hope that uh, bear some fruit in the near future. But uh, the other thing that I had gone to, as as you know, we we talk about. Uh, container pools uh, on the show and our manufacturer for the container pools is a contain your meaning you are, you are contain your pools up in Las Vegas that actually manufacture the pools. And I got the tour and the course and we got a chance to see how it all comes together. And uh, it's pretty cool the way they actually create container pools people look at and that's another thing we get strange looks at you know, pools in containers yeah i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was amazing i was talking to a, a friend of ours the other day and uh he, it, it just totally blew him away he says i had no idea that they had container pools but you know i'd like to know more about it i don't know if i could use one but i still want to know more about it so it's an upcoming thing and it's one of the things that Mel and I do when we have consultations with people that are interested in building uh, your dream container home, as well as once you have the container home, why not put a container pool in the backyard and uh, just maximize your, your, your dream? Why not? Absolutely. You know, but uh, I actually had a, uh, a chance also to walk through uh, a little bit, uh, but only for the sake of time, because uh, time was running short as the as the days just were long enough as they were. We went and I went and did some walkthrough on the uh, International Hardware Show that was up right next to the Builder Show. And there were uh, um, a lot of things going on in there. Uh, basically, a lot of 
tools were a, a big part of the show, along with some major, you know, companies like Lowe's and some other companies that were up there showcasing some of the th- stuff and the products that they have. But um, I think all in all, you know, taking in everything that we did, uh, I think and saw, I think that it is uh, it was phenomenal time i think we yeah we did do a lot of walking i hate to know how many how many miles we did but I, but i've got to say people keep asking me well how big was the builder show and i you know and i and i think about it it's like even the things that we didn't even cover but it's in multiple buildings i'd have to say it had to be at least 10 football 10 football fields i mean in in all the things that we 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 looked at because they were there are aisles that we looked down that we couldn't even see the end of it. I mean, that was just one aisle. And, uh, you know, when you go to a show, all the exhibit booths are numbered. Well, when, you know, when I met our good friend, um, Eric Gorenson there and from his show around the house nation, the the booths number in that part of the building, they were over 4,000. So they had to be over 4,000 exhibitors in the builder show. And who knows? Well, did you see the photos of how many people showed up? It was absolutely insane. And and I even took a few snapshots myself. But can I just say how cool it was that they have a Tesla tunnel that you could actually jump into a Tesla that's underground in this long tunnel. And it takes you from one side of the convention center to the other. So you don't actually have to walk. It's it's probably at least a city block, I would think. Probably. But you, yeah, that so, was really cool. Well, I, that's one thing that you experienced that I I probably just I missed the boat on that one. But we'll have to see when we go next year. But that will. Well, be... I know that uh, we were talking, and and uh, Steve, I know I said to you like maybe we get a scooter or something next year. But with so many people, you know. I don't know how that would work, but maybe maybe get a one wheel and uh, get an electric uh, skateboard. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's. I think we'll have to do an EV, an EV skateboard. I think that would be. Yes, good. I love the one wheels. Uh, they're pretty amazing. They're that take a little bring... bit to learn, but uh, my husband and I know how to skate, so it was pretty easy. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I remember. Yeah. Sk- I remember skateboarding years ago. But that was, but that was, you know, before they well, this motorized. Is, this them. is actually solar powered. Funny, we should bring this up, right? Uh, it's a solar powered. Um, uh, I don't know if it's solar or if they charge it, but I think they have the option for both. But it's it's an electric skateboard that has one tire in the center of it, and you can literally ride this thing on the beach. You can take it kind of off-roading. It's it's crazy. That's amazing. Just amazing yeah. where technology is going. But we're going to take a short break. And on the other side, we're going to be speaking with Matthew LaMadrid from Suncatcher Solar. And he's got all the information about what's in your solar future for 2023. If that's what you're thinking about, he's going to give us the scoop on that. But make sure you keep it right here on Boxcar Universe. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. 
Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Star Building Supplies' three Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. All right. We are back, and you are listening to Boxcar Universe, and we are we're going to be talking a lot of solar stuff today and you know uh mel did a, a mel did a great segue into that yeah talking about solar solar skateboards i love it i, love I mean it. we should literally get this up on our web page now so people can see it and uh i mean we we had a great time yeah um, we're gonna be posting a whole bunch of things and plus i got i got taken hostage by by two flex seal uh glue containers you got to see, you got to see the thing. These things were like twice as tall as I am. And they were over in the hardware show. I mean, it was, it was, it was was funny. It was funny. I saw them. I'm like, you know, they, they, they said, Hey, come here. And then I got the date. They had me surrounded. They had me surrounded. They were like 10 feet tall. It was amazing. That's awesome. It was amazing. All right. Well, let's get into our, uh, discussion with uh matthew love madrid from suncatcher solar matthew how are you doing today doing great how you doing hey we're doing just great here and uh getting ready for uh, a little bit of that uh super super long weekend yeah super bowls here in arizona oh my god yeah and yeah and the super traffic is on the 101 let me tell you the whole week it was brutal (laughs) going to scottsdale trying to get by the um uh, as as Mel had put it, the wasted management Phoenix <laughs> Open. That was so funny. But anyway, yeah. no, all the golfers, all the golfers were going that way too. I mean, that's a great event too. I mean, and yeah, it's just going to be huge sports weekend. Oh my God, it's going to be just it's going to be off the chart. But uh, yeah, well, I think it's already started, guys. I think they were doing some kind of NFL honors in downtown. Yes, they did that. Already. I saw that the, on the news this morning. They did that last night. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was pretty amazing. The, this year's Hall of Famers. Yeah, so it's going ah. to be, be really cool. And all the awards for the players this year. So they, you know, started the weekend off. The golf started yesterday. So that's a four-day event also. So it's going to be packed. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Everybody, everybody who doesn't want to, you know, go out into it and wants to take it in on their big, you know, 75 inch flatbed, uh, flat screen on their wall. Just, you know, just relax, get the margarita mix out and you'd be ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so Matthew, tell us a little bit. Okay. So we're in 2023 here and, you know, uh, again, you know, uh, new rules and regulations and tax credits and everything else you wanted to know what's going on in 2023 in the solar business. Well, um, to be quite honest, the tax credits, both state and federal, have stayed the same. They're locked in. The state offers a thousand dollars credit. Technically, they really don't announce it till after the year, but they rolled over the thousand dollars for 2023. They won't announce 2024, but you know we look forward to that happening. The uh, federal uh, went from 26 percent in September. They pushed it back up to 30, and that's going to continue well into uh, 2034. So that's locked in. 
that was part of the Green Deal package that went through, which is really good for solar. The downside is that the Fed rate went up and interest rates on solar loans have uh, ticked up a couple points. And that affects, you know, the cost of the system. The savings is still phenomenal. And there's really nothing we can do with the Fed rate. We just work around it and really work on the, the homeowner savings. That's what we care about more than anything, how much they're going to save monthly, yearly, and then over the course of the, you know, uh, 30, 35-year production. So uh, the panels, they're, most companies are ranging from anywhere from 370-watt panels five years ago. They were at like 270 to 300. So technologies, each panel is producing more electricity. That's ticking up every year, but it really is not a deterrent Deterrent uh, being that, oh, I should wait and wait till they're 450. As long as your roof has the space, it, the panels are going to produce enough to replace the electricity. I get that question a lot. Well, what if I wait? Well, the cost is going up. The interest rate's going up. And if I if I have to put five more panels on at 370 watts to get you your re, uh, replacement, it really doesn't affect you when you start saving five years earlier, which is usually five to eight thousand dollars in savings. So um, the inverters, there's you know of course every year they come out with the inverter 1.0, 2.0, 2.8. Now they're up to the inverter 8.0, which is just a higher production, more clarity, and the big switch with inverters is tying into batteries because that's really becoming more prevalent. Batteries price has dropped a smidgen. They're still expensive. And then also with people adding the EV electric charges with or without a battery, uh, pretty much when I do a client uh, interview, and that's kind of how I start my solo pitch, is I interview, I kind of ask you, do you see yourself or you? your wife having an electric vehicle in the next five five years most people answer yeah most likely my car's eight years old we'll be replacing and it's easier just to get that uh ev which is an electric vehicle charger tied into your solar so it's there when you're when you're ready to buy your car and we add the extra panels to produce that electricity so there's really not much change in technology there's a change in the philosophy of solar now because we're planning a little bit more into the the electric vehicle world, you know, which is really, they're making a big push. Uh, California has mandates on it. That probably is going to happen down when California issue rules it, you know, other states pick them up as they see uh, success. So people are thinking more electric car down, down the road, the savings of electric car. We ran the numbers. It's about 50 bucks to charge your car at home where normally you're spending 200 to 250 in gas, depending on you know, your tank size and your driving. So there's savings on that also. So there, you know, you have your savings on your solar, then you have savings on your gas bill, which will be now electric bill, which will be part of your solar production. So that philosophy has changed more than the, the products have. Okay. How, but, you know, it, there's one thing that got me when we talk about, uh, California and solar and, and, and I mean, all these things are really great, but uh, do they really have the infrastructure to be able to handle all this extra electrical uh, power that's needed to be able to do all these things? Or are they going to talk about like, well, we're going to do a brownout in the afternoon because we can't, we can't generate enough uh, power. Um, 
That is a great question. And let me go back in December this last year, California pushed a policy through that will really harm solar in California. What they did, it's called NEM, net meter, uh, net electric metering. That's kind of the term. That's how much, when you're not using electricity, how much is the electric company going to buy back and pay you for the electricity you're selling them? So let's say you work eight to five and you're the only one in your house. That eight to five is prime time for you know electric production. So you'll be selling it back to your electric company. California passed this law and it goes into effect in April where they're cutting that buyback 75%. So on average, they were paying you 20, 20 cents every time you sold electricity back to them, 20 cents a kilowatt. Now they're going to be paying you five cents. So that's going to kill solar. It's going to, uh, they're already forecasting 30 to 40% less installs. It's going to increase people where you have to uh, add batteries to the system, which is still in the 15 to $20,000 extra cost. So instead of selling them back and not getting a fair market value, you just store it yourself. And then with electric mandate, they're already ha having rolling blackouts. With this new policy, it's going to be more and more because less people are going to have solar um, just based on you know the predictions of the solar industry and the lobbyists saying it's a 30 to 40% decrease in business starting after April. There is a grandfather in April until april so if people in california sign up immediately they can get grandfather i do do loans pitch for me i do uh do solar and the lending in california but um there is a grandfather so if you want to take advantage in california you really want to jump on it as soon as possible things are going to change uh california has been pushing electric vehicles but they do not have the infrastructure now to even control electricity they need going out that's why they they've been doing rolling blackout for years now certain areas seems like that seems about that old uh adage is it is it the chicken or the egg came first exactly and that's <laughs> it's amazing um, you know i mean i just want an omelet that's all i'm telling you that's all right <laughs> <laughs> you know um you got to work within their system they control it and we just at uh suncatcher solar all we're trying to do is get all the information to the homeowners, let them make uh, educated decisions and get the best financing and systems available. The other thing happening in, uh, in solar is commercial is moving forward a little bit faster because uh, with the new uh, Biden administration, people are worried about changes in taxes. There is a tax depreciation of solar systems along with the federal tax credit it's called uh it's under the symbol m-a-c-r which is the depreciation schedule for solar there's a bunch of other products you could depreciate but when you add solar to your commercial building you could depreciate 85 percent of the cost of that you still get your 30 percent federal tax credit so it's really a great thing for companies that have a lot of income coming in and they want to take advantage of it. You could depreciate over one year, which that's where the current IRS code is at. Or you could stretch it out over a six-year period. Um, what people are fearing is that Biden's going to switch the administration to you could only depreciate it over a five-year or six-year period. It still benefits everybody, but some companies are moving 
forward because they've had some really nice earnings um, and they want to take advantage of that $85,000 depreciation per hundred thousand um, on their solar. So uh, commercials picking up, which I think that's the most underserved uh, industry and it should be the easiest one because these are business owners. They save money, they get tax advantages. Um, it's just not really marketed uh, as strongly as it should be. Yeah. There's a lot of things again, you know, good technology, unfortunately sometimes has to like say bend to government regulations. And I think that's one of the problems that um, sometimes holds, holds uh, progress back and you can't yeah. do that. I mean, it's just a, you know, and I think one of the other things too, is that there are so many solar companies out there that, uh, I don't think they're all as well educated as as you and your company is because it's there's there's more to it than just you know how many panels do I need you know and I think you do a great job when you do a consultation because you've got to start and like you said asking what do you what do you believe your future use of of energy will be in your home going forward and I think that's a that's a that's a big deal. I, I really feel um, one of the things my my past history is I have uh, 25 years in finance, but specifically I started in financial planning, retirement planning, and I have a, a thought process of a more long term system. The average solar company is trying to get in your house within a day. They have a guy knock and you say, yeah, I'm interested. They try to get a guy there that night and get you all fired up and signed and not really go through a, a thought process of this is a 25 year product with warranties, but the product's actually, you know, 30, 35 years of production. And, um, it's, it's, you know, big business, good business type thing. I think there's a, there's a comfort in having both and educating the client is something you should do. Um, trying to do a one sit sale, which is, you know, screamed upon in the solar industry in their training. Because, of course, you get paid faster and all that, and the company gets the thing. But it's not the right way to go. It's really sit down, ask the questions, go into it. If I go into a home and there's a husband, wife, and two young child, let's say two and, and four, I'm looking at, I know for a fact, they're drying their clothes. Their electric use is going up because as these kids hit teenage years, and we all have, we never shut the refrigerator. We always wash our clothes. You know, there's more clothes, there's sports, there's just the bill goes up. So building a system, when I see a family like that, I'll say, let's build your system to 108%. So now you're actually producing more electricity than you need because we can forecast it. If we add a car to that, let's build it to maybe 116%. So when you have your electric car, we're already set for all these things down the future where there's six months, you know, four years with the car. 10 years with the kids when they start getting teenage years. But when you remember a teenager, you're not responsible. You leave lights on everywhere you go. Like I said, my grandma used to always say, you're letting the ping pong balls out of the refrigerator. <laughs> Some of us remember that old commercial, right? You open the door and ping pong balls fall out. Well, that's, that's your energy. That's your bill. There you so, go. Nothing like a visual, a visual thing to yeah. shock so you. That, into. Was, that was uh, how I was taught to shut the garage. I mean, the refrigerator door. And like I said, there's just, there's different business philosophies. And I, Suncatcher Solar is based on the philosophy. We're going to educate you. One of the way, way we educate you is asking you questions. 
giving you the answer. And then what I always give my clients is, unless as an example, the commercial thing, I'm not just going to tell you it's a 85% depreciation. I'm going to show you the IRS code. So you could take it to your CPA and say, hey, this guy who's not a CPA told me this, is this, is this doable for me? And you've already given them the code. So I'm telling you it's doable. But I want to make sure when I educate someone, I back it with information that can be verified. So their their comfort level of doing these products and having all the things, tax advantages set up correctly, make the system, you know, exactly what we're, we talked about and what, what I sold them. That's, I mean, that's so important. But uh, before we go to break, I have to just touch base with Mel. Mel, um, yes, did, sir. You, did you experience, um, did your mom tell you to always keep the refrigerator door closed and not let the ping pong balls out? Well, you, you know what, you know that I always have funny stories. So <laughs> okay. I don't know if now is the right time for this or not, but let me tell you, we always, uh, kids, all of us kids, um, I'm the oldest and I have a brother and a sister. We're always in and out of the fridge constantly. But, um, you know, uh, my, my parents, um, they're a little different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we had our tricks of leaving the fridge door open only because we wanted to, um, drink soda that we were not allowed to drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my brother and I came up with this system that if my mom was like, I don't know, doing something in the bedroom, whatever, we would like jiggle something in the toilet and then he would pop the soda, that the twist of the top, and then we would hurry up. And how bad is this? We would literally chug it right from the two liter. <laughs> You'd be- <laughs> and then... Put the top back on. Yes, we were we were just not the greatest of kids, but um, yeah, we we got in trouble quite a few times. My mom picked up on it. <laughs> okay, distractions. Go go distract. Pretty, pretty, go, go distract pretty gross, your mom. You know, that <laughs> oh, is too pretty funny. gross. But uh, yeah, we really wanted that soda. So, yep, we left that fridge door open quite a bit. <laughs> okay, all right. So we got to remember that too. Soda. Mel's one of Mel's weak points. All right. <laughs> no, it's not. But <laughs> Okay. All right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to be joined by Brian Carmichael from RVMP. And we're going to learn all about those, all those cool things. You know, all you, all our outdoor friends out there who want to get things, especially when, you know, we're coming back into spring here real soon. Um, and uh, it'll be here before you know it, not just here in the Valley of the Sun, but also, you know, in the, you know, in the north, northwest, uh, northeast. It's all going to be coming back and you, uh, we're going to want to go camping. We want to go out there and have all these extra things that will actually be energy saving devices that help help us enjoy uh, where we are, where we live. So I want everybody to stay tuned. Hang tight. We'll be right back because you are listening to Boxcar Universe. Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, 
I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion-meets-design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at Alva Interiors AZ, and on Instagram at Alva Interiors. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Super Solar uh, Boxcar Universe Weekend right here on the Boxcar Universe, and we are uh, just experiencing all things here in the Valley that are super, super golf, super football, everything, super super traffic, uh, and it's just uh, a story to be told at a later date. That's for sure. But uh, we want to be joined by Brian Carmichael now from RVMP. And uh, Brian, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Mel. Good to see you again, Bo. Hey, uh, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Great to, Good. great to have you on the show. And, uh, you know, uh, when I first when I first met Brian, you know, he was uh, he was going cross country, you know, and um uh, we had the good pleasure of meeting Brian, you know, uh, for breakfast one morning, and he was telling me a little bit about uh, his company. But uh, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about what RVMP is all about? Yeah, thanks, Steve. RVMP, um, we started out a handful of years ago um, patenting and designing backup power systems. Primary focus was in um lightweight and efficient uh, generators for the RV industry. And that was really kind of a cornerstone foundation and really looking at the power systems uh, in in off-grid living, in RVs was a traditional start. And then as that moved into other areas, we recognized the benefit of expanding beyond that into really just mobile power solutions. So folks can get off the grid, stay off the grid and, um, you know, enjoy time outdoors that opened up and where I think it really can relate to the boxcar universe world is off-grid solutions for power. And as we studied the traditional markets that we're in and others, we've expanded into a host of, um, solar opportunities, battery storage, inverter type power, um, and really looked at what off-grid looking looks like in the RV space, where there are other verticals that we can participate in. And it's really expanded, um, you know, our, our business platform outside of just energy efficient power generation and really the whole combined system. And when we look at that, how do we backbone off of, um, uh, you know, battery power, energy storage, how do we collect that energy? And then how do we uh, transform that energy into different appliances and things that we use every day at the most effective level? And when I say that, um, our traditional markets in the RV and off-grid lifestyle built built around 12-volt uh, battery type systems. Well, 
We can get higher voltage battery systems that we can harvest uh, sun energy much more effectively and efficiency. We've created appliance in the DC air conditioner space that then pull power um, uh, to have your uh, more efficient air conditioning type systems in your off-grid living scenarios that draw less amp hours, if you will, um, over time. So you get longer run and faster uh, charge uh, from your solar arrays and um, really just utilizing different components in different industries to create solutions for off-grid living, whether that be um, cabins, tiny homes, boxcar homes, RV industry, travel trailers, those types of things. And so we kind of view ourselves as a power integration type company for temperature control type appliances, backup power sources, um, and then harvesting energy from the sun and collecting that in really whatever platform um, uh, or, or whatever venue there is out there. And um, I would I would like to thank Bo briefly because uh, I was under the impression I'm actually in the process of having um, 15,000 uh, kilowatts of solar put in. Thanks, Bo, for the help on that. And um, we uh, on our home and uh, the project just had delays with some of the contractors and the permitting side of things. And I thought that there was a tiered system on the tax credit that worked um, and stair stepped down. But now I'm excited to know that I still get the 30 percent, not the 28 or 26 based on it rolling into this year. So that's a uh, that's news to me. So thank you for that. And on the tax credit um, there. And, and speaking to the off-grid living for the RV space, the tiny home, um, boxcar home, if you will, there is that same percentage that's allowed. Um, if it's basically a second home for tax purposes, RVs, boxcars, uh, those types of scenarios are applicable for the whole um, build of the system. So the labor, the battery, the install, the panels, all of that equipment, kind of the full package is applicable to that. So I mentioned that because a lot of our folks in the off-grid living and tiny home side of it are just doing it because it's a need for power um, and not really looking at the full tax benefits of it. And sure, these aren't as big as the commercial type builds, but um, money's money, right? And if that helps offset the the cost of of making that switch, um, folks should take advantage of it. Yeah, I think it's important that people understand that, you know, when you want to go, you know, off grid or, you know, if, you know, we get a lot of uh, people that are interested in doing container homes, but they want to do them uh, in more secluded areas. They really don't care much about whether there's utilities there or not, because there are so many other options now between, you know, with water, with electric, you know, uh, putting solar on there. Uh, it It's just, it's, it's a whole bunch of different world, but you know, and the other things that you could, uh, provide too is, uh, tell us a little bit about the, the water heaters and some of the appliances in the kitchen. Yeah. So we make, you know, again, uh, being off grid and not tying to a utility company, we're using battery as our source and we'll use battery and then invert it from DC power to AC for certain appliances and charging. But we've created a suite of uh, products that work off the DC power. So refrigerators that are running on very low amperage DC power to extend the battery life and have uh, refrigerated products. We make an on-demand water heater and um, 
whether you have electric water heater or gas water heater, this uses a small amount of propane, a very small amperage load of uh, from the battery to ignite a burner and run the control module. But the benefit of that is, is you are not using energy unless you want that hot water. And, you know, most of your tank systems, sure, they work fine, but there's always a constant supply of energy to keep that tank warm. Uh, so when you have water, it, so when you want warm water, it's there. And we've created a very small uh, installed on-demand water heaters. So it's only using the power needed to heat the water instantaneously for use when you need it. Otherwise, it's in a standby mode and you're not wasting energy um, for something that you're not needing. And so those are a couple of the other products that we have in our portfolio to kind of round out um, an off-grid solution and using the most minimal amount of power possible until needed. And, um, you know, in a perfect scenario, uh, we could get everything harvested from the sun and balanced in the batteries and things of that nature. But in the world that we live in, whether it be in the RV space, the off-grid tiny home, the boxcar home, we're limited to the amount of solar array that we can put on um, uh, these products or these homes. And so with that, um, it's all about getting as much solar array as we can, uh, harvesting it most effectively and storing that, but then having a backup solution to that so that we're never stranded, so to speak, without having power, or we have the cloudy day, or we have some different conditions that even the best solar designed scenario works. Um, then when we have that present itself, you don't want to be stuck without it. It'd be like, creating your own rolling uh, brownout. So uh, building uh, building the systems to appliances that use the least amount of power and then uh, when needed, having the backup solutions for, uh, you know, more of your traditional um, power systems. You know, uh, some of the things that Mel does with her interior design is, you know, when planning out a kitchen is we're talking about some of the appliances and stuff like that we're talking about rv appliances mel what would be some of your concerns in in planning a a, a tiny home with appliances and also maybe with some of these energy saving units that uh that brian has I mean, I don't know if it's so much a concern. I think it's just a matter of, you know, the the load, um, you know, and what each appliance is going to pull from. But I think that today, the way they're making these appliances, they're kind of uh, compacting everything. So where your microwave is your oven or it's now it's a steam oven, it's almost like they're doing like a three-in-one appliance, which is actually pretty interesting. Um, and not just for RVs or container homes or tiny homes, but in regular, you know, stick build houses, people are doing this. You know, I've got clients that, um, aren't even using microwaves anymore. Like they, they don't even need a microwave. They're just going to a steam oven. And of course, I don't know, um, the specs and what that would pull in, but I have no idea. Um, could you put in a steam oven in an RV? I don't know. Brian, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, you know, again, to Mel's point, it really determines um, 
what's your amp load and how long you're running it for. So even if it's a high amp load, the reality is like even using a microwave, you don't use, it's not like baking a, a turkey where you run it for four hours, you know, that's high mm-hmm. efficiency. Um, yes, it's pulling a heavy load, but for only a very short period of time. And, you know, all of those types of appliances and, and um, opportunities, I think present themselves. And there's quite a bit of crossover, really. Um, you're, off-grid design in the RV space is meant to be on the road. It just has wheels. And then when we start looking at these other off-grid container solutions and homes of that nature, um, a lot of cross, a lot of crossover and applicability from one industry to the other and, and really durability side too. Right. So the products we're building are meant to, uh, we work with a lot of trucking companies and we sell them refrigerators. I mean, these are million mile type, uh, vehicles, uh, same with the power generation and, and even the solar integration. Um, people are going to go off the road. They're going to go off grid. They're going to be traveling on highway. They're going to be traveling on dirt and travel on those types of things. So building a product that can withstand those types of environmental challenges. Uh, there's again, just a lot of crossover in that unlike a stationary, um, home where your refrigerator is going to be set in place and you're not going to move it until it breaks. Um, yep. I mean, I, I, your, your point is well taken, I think. And uh, again, ha- having some kind of planning again in talking about what your application is, what your objective, where you're going and having all the great information is, is so important, but we're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we're going to, have our panel discussion and tie all this good stuff together with, for your next uh, RV trip. If you're planning and getting an RV, uh, some of the things that you need to consider, some of these great products that Brian has something you should definitely consider as well as, you know, you have a home, the solar, the solar thing is, uh, I can't say it's so much in the forefront. Now, I think in uh, being that everybody's talking about green movements uh, it's something that we all need to consider and be well educated on because uh, once we're educated, we can make good decisions and uh, not mis- make mistakes in buying things maybe that we don't need. So everybody hang tight. We'll be right back. You're right here on Boxcar Universe. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480 480- You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. All right. 
boxcar universe train is coming down the track and your container home might be on it and along with it a little bit of solar equipment along with some solar panels and some other great things so we want to make sure that uh, you get all the great information here so that you can make an educated decision. Hey guys, you know, so let's, let's think about this. Okay. So uh, we're going to build a container home or we're going to build a, uh, I mean, let's, let's, let's do real live thing here. Mel and I, uh, we want to build container homes for ourselves. Okay. And we want to put them out in places that are off the grid. Okay. So, what are the, what are some of the things, Matthew, that we need to talk, think about in if bringing in solar to an area that doesn't have any power at all? And then, Brian, what would you think about obviously components that we should have to supplement the power that we get from the sun? I'll, I'll go first with that. Um, my first and foremost thing would be your battery coverage. How are you going to save the energy that you're generating so you have energy at night. So, and Brian will get onto that. The one thing I want to add is when you have a property and let's say it's out, you know, and it's off grid, as long as that property, and we, uh, Brian was touching on this with the tax credits, as long as that property has a foundation that's permitted, you qualify for the 30% tax credit. So manufactured homes qualify if they're anchored to the ground, mobile homes do not. And that's where Brian's company can do mobile homes because he actually works in a different sector. Everything else I'd like Brian to answer because he understands the storage for off-grid better than I do. And that's more of what his company does. Um, So take it away, Brian. Yeah. So um, kind of segueing from the residential side, um, like in our home, as a personal example, our home build and Bo spoke to this earlier has net metering back. Um, I'm based out of Oregon. And so we don't really have a true buyback, but what they'll do is true up in, in our case, March. So during periods of where I live, um, spring through fall, I'm a net provider to the grid. So my meter is running backwards in the winter. I'm a buyer of power and then we true up um because i did not at this particular time the battery technology is still evolving i mean we build lithium batteries and i'm aware of this but there wasn't even the stuff that we build putting about a battery back up in uh, my home was not something i wanted to do at this particular time we will um but but just not yet so backing off of that residential look when it comes to the uh, integration for off-grid, it's all about energy storage. So we want as much solar array as possible. The next component we've got is a charge controller, which is gonna harvest and manage um, that DC power coming from your solar array. And then that is going to talk to your battery bank. And then to Bo's point, how much of a battery bank do I need? And and so it's a little bit of a combination of how much solar can I physically get on the roof space or in the field next to my property or what have you. And then um, moving that through our charge controllers, managing that into our storage. And so um, you can put as much storage as possible, but at the same time, if your solar array isn't large enough to feed all that, then, you know, uh, you're, you're just throwing good money after bad, um, because we're limited by how much solar we can collect. Then that being said, it really comes down to there, 
the next key component would be some sort of inverter so we can take that DC energy stored stored in the batteries and convert it to our typical appliances, um, charging just your regular 110 outlets. Um, in some scenarios, there would be appliances or even like your car charger that plugs in the cigarette lighter, uh, DC to DC charging. And so that is the most efficient um, way. Uh, not all appliances would have that capability. It's not like there's a DC hair dryer out there that I know of. So we would need that inverter taking the DC stored battery power, converting it to AC, and then running some of your regular types of things that they just don't make appliances that are DC to DC um, at this time. And so uh, a big component really is is where and how you're going to store energy. Um, traditionally, that's going to be in a lead acid or gel type battery. Um, our opinion and, and the price of lithium is, you know, obviously there's more and more uh, of that coming about with whether it be reserves that are fine, mining companies growing, different manufacturers, um, gigawatt factories, you know, Tesla, those types of conversations. And, um, you know, you really have to look at it. The, the price point up front is, uh, significantly more. However, what you're looking at is battery and energy storage that lasts 10 times as long, has multiple cycles. So one has to go into it and look, okay, I'm going to spend maybe three, four times more than I would, but I'm also getting 10x return on that investment. Um, other benefits in that type of energy storage is that we can get you know, 95% of the battery full all the way down the depth of discharge down the five. And where that's important when we're looking at amp hours and what amp hours are used to power a television for X amount of time or an air condition for X amount of time, the lithium gives us that bigger range of scope where your lead acid and gels over time, every time you discharge, let's say we're starting with a hundred amp hour battery fresh out of the factory maybe you're getting 80 amp hours on a 100 amp hour rated battery over a period of a few years that continues to condense where I'm not getting that true storage where when you get into lithium smart uh, battery management systems within there it integrates together it allows for the battery to go and maintain its voltage while it's discharged where other battery styles and types you're losing that voltage as it gets lower in its state of charge um, so energy storage is going to be key. Um, uh, we got to keep it somewhere and then it's in a neutral state until we're pulling it out for use in, you know, our off-grid lifestyle. Yeah. So again, it's, it's technology that you need to make sure that you're, you're up to speed on. And I think it's important that, uh, all homeowners, I don't care if it's an RV, a box car or a stick home, anything you need to know how things work. It's not just going to go by this. I mean, I know some people, they like to go by, well, just, just put it on my house or just do this, you know, and they're not concerned, but you want to know something. I think a person who is well informed can sleep easier at night, knowing that, and if something does go wrong, at least, you know, you know, maybe what direction to go in for help instead of like, Oh my God, what do I do now? You wake up and there's an issue and you don't know who to call. So I think it's important that if you're planning to do this type of home and do something in a sustainable type of lifestyle, yeah, you are engaged in that whole process. And I think this is 
part of the process to be able to be up to speed. I mean, obviously it's, it's a key part of what you're building. I mean, you can have a, you can have the structure, but without power, you're kind of like, um, you know, left out in the field somewhere with nowhere to go. But, uh, the other thing that I wanted to briefly touch, touch on before we, you know, wrap up the show is a little bit that we mentioned earlier, a little bit about financing the solar system. And this is one of the things that, you know, there's a lot of different uh, contradictions and stories out there. And, you know, Matthew and I were talking about it, you know, uh, during the break about uh, the old Facebook uh, ad, free, free, free. Well, you know, free isn't so free, is it? No, it's it's those are, as I was saying during the break, those are teaser ads to get you on a phone. Um that what is true is it's zero out of pocket. There are so many solar uh, lending companies out there right now. There's, I say the big five, I'm not going to give their names, but there's five major lenders nationally. There's a lot of credit unions that do their, you know, their state or uh, even counties. Um, and then there's other companies that kind of have, you know, a solar slash personal loan and banks are also doing equity lines for that. But uh, the zero out of pocket is for the five major players. It's zero out of pocket. Uh, the lending fees are significant. So you, whoever you do sit down and talk to, you need to go over that. Um, but your permitting, all that's included. You're putting a, a dollar amount onto your credit. And that's how you're going to pay. It's basically using your credit to finance the whole deal. You won't have anything out of pocket. You reduce your payment, but on your credit report, there'll be a loan for that. What the finance companies do, though, they're actually the, a really good part of that is they give you 18 months to collect that 30% from the federal government, and they'll let you send that into them, and they'll reduce your, your balance to that new amount. So let's hypothetically, $100,000, you get 30 back. You have 18 months to follow your tax returns. And send the lender that thirty thousand. They'll reamortize your loan based off seventy grand, and that's where your payment will stick in. A lot of uh, other people, home equity lines, have the same thing where you could just pay it down, and you're paying on a, a variable rate. You're paying on the new balance. Uh, personal loans don't do that. So people who think, you know, oh, I'm going to get a personal loan, it's faster, easier. When you pay it down, you're still on a simple interest payment, so you're still financing technically 100,000. You just gave them 30,000 back. So the financing, you need to talk to someone who understands financing, understands your situation, ask about your situation. If you're going to qualify for in this hypothetical, the 30,000 in the next two years, are you? Do you pay that much? Um, so you need to talk to someone who really wants to help you understand, like Steve was saying. It is your obligation to understand everything and ask as many questions as you can and not just sign blindly because um, it's your product. It's going to be on your home for 30 to 40 years. Panels are designed to last 40 years, just for the record, but they're going to be up there. So you want to understand everything about it. The financing is part of it. And it's a major player in what's really changed solar is the financing that became available about five years ago. Prior to that, it was all leasing. If anybody you, you talk to has solar panels on past five to seven years ago, 90% is leasing because that was the zero out of pocket. Financing, if you wanted to own it, was a portion out of pocket. 
whether 20% to 50%, and people just don't have that type of cash. So when the lenders came into the zero out of pocket for ownership, that's where you know everything changed in the solar industry, which is great for the homeowner. Yeah, it's so important to be able to do that because you know we all we all would like to have it, but then you know it's like that old story about the kid in the candy store. Go in there and see everything in the world you want it, but then you just don't have enough money for it. Yeah. But uh, it's it's really good, guys. Uh, I really enjoyed having you on the show today. Mel and I are just uh, so much more informed, and I hope all our listeners are so much more informed at the same time too. But uh, Matthew, why don't you give us uh, your contact information for all our listeners and then uh, Brian. Okay. My name is Matthew Lamadrid. As you heard Brian refer to me, Bo, that's my nickname. Uh, he probably didn't even know I was called Matthew. Uh, my number is 602-499-4098. Website is suncatcherssolar.com. And feel free to reach out for me. We do free appointments, free proposals. We'll sit down and and really talk to you about your financial future in solar over a 25 to 40 year period versus a one hour trying to get you to sign something. We do things differently with Suncatcher Solar. All right, Brian. Yeah, this is Brian Carmichael. Uh, best way to reach us is uh, 855 Happy RV, 855 Happy RV. And uh, then our website is RVMP, RV Mobile Power, but it's shortened to RVMP.co. And um, we're always looking for fun case study projects, uh, whether it be a new build, uh, uh, just troubleshooting something. And some of this is really fun, you know, uh, a little different than in the residential side where it's very difficult to come back later and add to the system. In the off-grid, boxcar, tiny home, RV space, you know, we start out and we build a system and then someone can come back and say, you know, I want a little more battery storage. Okay, cool. We can add that to it. I'm going to put a little more solar array. So it's one of those projects a little different from the permitting side or the big financing side, which makes the projects fun. And we have a lot of folks that can get very creative or very knowledgeable. We like supporting that any way that we can because we're learning and so you can find us rvmp.co 855 happy rv um love to share more information you know as questions come in on how we can support you all right guys thank you so much and thanks thank for, you guys mm-hmm. thank you, thanks for listening to boxcar universe we are your source for cutting edge information weekly on container homes and container pools if you're thinking of building a container home Let Mel and I design and build your dream container home. Also, if you do have a tiny home or container homes, we'd like to hear your stories. And maybe we could even feature them on an episode of Boxcar Universe. Email us those stories at boxcarliving at gmail.com and steve at boxcaruniverse.com. And remember, Boxcar Universe can be heard weekly on any podcast player. And always remember, Let us containerize your lifestyle. Have a great week.